Deb Hutton is here, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers. Nice to have you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, John. This is one of those stories where we're going to be full of opinions, but then we also need to know more until we reach some harsh conclusions. But John Woodward from CTV reporting on a woman who was allegedly put into a headlock at the Michael Guerin Hospital. And certainly the images, I don't know if you've seen them, but of her covered in bruises are really upsetting. They they are for sure. This story started uh, to make its way around uh, the newsrooms late yesterday afternoon. So I mentioned it just very briefly on the rush in the last hour. Um, th- there's some information missing, though. And so I always am a bit hesitant other than to share the sadness of this and and the kind of cautionary tale of this. You just mentioned before the break, John, that, you know, it's it's a bit odd that the woman was left alone without any family when she does have family in the emergency room because uh, you know you've dealt with dementia in your family i've dealt with dementia in my family and any new place is really frightening for people who have dementia especially someone who's also deaf so i mean there's there's there is just something wrong either the emergency room folks didn't do their job uh, she shouldn't have been left alone or you know, we have really a problem with a security guard. I don't know which of those things it is. It may be all of those, but without a doubt, there needs to be some answers and the hospital can't always hide behind privacy. Column in the Toronto Star today, I think it's Emma Title. Um, she says that Olivia Chow has effectively outsmarted the federal liberal caucus. Do you agree? No, I don't. I, I think uh, what's happened is that the Liberal caucus has been ridiculous and is whining and finger pointing without actual facts. Like, who wants a politician who whines? That is not what we elect you for. So I think the anonymous Liberal MPs from which this whole issue sort of arose earlier in the week were absolutely just what's, what's that phrase cutting off their nose to spite their face i mean they they clearly think that they were doing something good for their political fortunes but they actually just were killing it all over again it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous nobody ever likes when one level govern government shoots at another level of government you know people tune out to that However, I actually believe Olivia Chow is on solid ground on this issue, and the Liberals have really not responded well. Yesterday, the chief of police for the city of Toronto was making his case, defending his budget, saying he needs 100% of what he asked for. I have a lot of time for Myron Demke, but at the same time, I also look at this gigantic budget and wonder how much of it is 100% necessary. Because he doesn't engage in this sort of stuff, but others do. Um, They say, you know, cut 10% from the budget, you're going to lose 10% of your public security. I'm not fully convinced. This is a tricky one for me because um, if we are going to spend more on anything in the city of Toronto's budget, policing is actually where I personally, if I were on council, would put my money. But it's really difficult, especially when we know so much of that budget goes to individual officers in, in the form of payroll. It's really difficult to know what is the appropriate staffing level for police officers in this city. I actually had Chris Lewis on, who's our, you know, safety analyst and former head of the OPP to say, how do we as taxpayers judge? 
because when the police chief and when the police union line up together on these issues, you kind of have to wonder if they're on the right side of this. But I don't, I don't know because we all see so many police officers, you know, standing at construction sites. We're told most of that is after hours off duty pay. Like I, it strikes me that there has to be a, a more transparent way for us to be able to judge whether our new police chief is right on this. Until I know what that way is, I, I tend to want to side with him over Olivia Chow. There is a Montreal billionaire who is being sued for sexually assaulting as many as 37 women. But the issue would be that he's 80 years old. He's in late stage Parkinson's and his lawyer is not arguing that the whole thing be dropped. But effectively, he's saying there's no way this is going to be processed before he's dead. Do you have any sympathy in a case where somebody may be too old to actually end up uh, facing justice? Now, John, I think you know the answer to that yeah, before you ask me the question. <laughs> never too old, never too sick, never too depressed. I mean, it, it's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, maybe if he didn't want to testify when he was old and sick, he should have come forward and, and uh, told us the real story long before this. Meanwhile, uh, François Legault, the premier of Quebec started squawking this week about the number of asylum seekers and refugees in Quebec. And apparently, I didn't know this, but 60% of Canadian asylum seekers actually start out in Quebec. But he's getting some quick attention from Ottawa. Uh, Joe Cristiano produces the show. Deb was saying, great, you know, Toronto, we keep complaining, nobody ever talks to us, but you, you know, one squawk out of the premier of Quebec and all of a sudden there's a letter. Yeah, and I, I think that is is potentially um, <laughs> true. Yeah, I said just a few minutes ago, I don't like when politicians whine. I don't think most taxpayers like when politicians whine, particularly when it's about another level of government. However, we have a disastrous immigration situation now, period, full stop, in my view. We have uh, foreign students that are coming in in massive droves, and that needs to stop. We have temporary workers who come in. They come in legally in this country, and then they don't leave. We have the immigration minister talking about an amnesty for all of the folks they've lost track of and just say, hey, here's your path to permanent residency. Don't worry about people that have been actually coming into this country legally and haven't been able to get here yet. And on top of it all, we found out this week, no surprise, quite frankly, but we now have the proof that the federal liberals were told that if they raise immigration rates to 500,000 a year, which is their plan in the next year, we will have a worse housing and healthcare problem. So time to take this at the top level and the liberals need to get out of their ideology and fix this system. No more sort of pussyfooting around all of this. We have a problem. Yes, we need immigrants. Yes, we need economic immigrants. But the notion that we are just going to... Legault called our airports in Toronto and Montreal sieves. And he's right. And that needs to be fixed. And that, no question about it, sits firmly with the federal liberals. Thanks a lot for this, Deb. Have a great weekend. You too. Deb Hutton on the morning brief and in this afternoon on the rush is going to be Scott Reed. Okay, coming up in the next half hour, Pamela Palmiter is going to join us. She is an indigenous activist and lawyer. And I came across a story yesterday I found really captivating. It was all about how some indigenous people cover up 
the fact that they're indigenous when they're seeking work and when they are working. And I'm very curious to understand that dynamic when we talk with Pam in the next half hour.